never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with, with the, the slackers. slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation show. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm so excited. I have a great show ahead for you guys. And and listen, I know, I know, I say this every episode, but those who rock with the Path of Revelation show know how we get down. You know, you know I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You know I'm not afraid to tackle the hard topics that you won't normally hear discussed over the pulpit. And listen, I want to thank everyone who has been supporting the show. I've been I've been getting the messages on social media, the emails, uh, the questions and just the encouragement and the feedback has been so encouraging to me because it lets me know that the work that I'm doing is not in vain. And it encourages me to continue to produce godly content that edifies the body of Christ um, and builds up uh of the saints in, in, in the Lord. And so I'm excited. I have a lot to talk about today. This is going to be one of those shows that you want to listen to from beginning to end. And listen, I know I always say that too, but listen, I feel like everything that I talk about on this show is important. And, and, and I, and one thing I don't want to do is waste your, you guys time. There's there's thousands, hundreds, thousands of podcasts and radio shows out there that you could be listening to, but you're here. And so I want to make sure while I have your attention that I'm talking about something that you that 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 affects you immediately and something that you can apply to your life that will help you um, in your walk with the Lord and help you in your purpose and things of that nature. So listen, before we hop into the show, I do have a few announcements. Listen, I've, I've been talking off and on in the announcements part of the show, telling you guys I'm working on solo music and that is coming, but I've kind of put the solo music to the side because Path of Revelation is about to drop out with me and Matt. We're about to drop another project. And that project is coming before my solo music. You know, that wasn't in the plans, but that's just how it is. It's turning out, you know. And so we're, we're about to drop a project which will be available the end of May or beginning of June. We don't have an we don't have an exact date just yet. So forgive me, but it is coming. It is coming. And the music is turning out amazing. The message is, is on point. This is most definitely going to be a project that 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 I believe a lot of people are going to consider a classic. We've all we've been getting so much feedback from our last album. Everything changes just on how much of a blessing it's been to to so many of you guys. And, and so we, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your encouragement. Listen, we, we, we have a title for the new project, but I don't want to share it just yet. You know, until Matt and I get some more details ironed out, but it is coming. Also, June 20th, Tupelo, Mississippi, for the Urban Family Talk Marriage, Family and Life Conference. Listen, this is going to be the second one. Last year was the first one, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I didn't get to sit in all of the sessions, but the sessions that I did have an opportunity to sit in, it was life changing. But June 20th, which is a Thursday night, Path of Revelation will be in concert along with Flame, C. Micah, J. Will Music, and Cam. So you don't want to miss this concert and you don't want to miss the entire conference because, uh, listen, it's, it's going to be life changing and it's going to be amazing. Uh, last year was the first year, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, and it didn't even feel like the first year. Everything just ran so smoothly, uh, Will and, and Miki Addison, they just did such a wonderful job as well as the other staff with Urban Family Talk. And so you most definitely want to make sure that you're there. If you're in the Tupelo, Mississippi area, and even if you are from out of town, like there are people who, who, who came from out of town, who flew in, who drove hours to be there. And 
I didn't hear one bad review. Like everyone was genuinely filled and 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 excited about what they had learned um and and what they were encouraged by um for the, that particular weekend. So you most definitely don't want to miss the Urban Family Talk Marriage Family and Life Confer- Life Conference where we will be in concert. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of you guys faces that 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 particular weekend but listen we have a lot going on i'm really excited i always tell you guys hey write in you know go to pathofrevelationnow.com leave your prayer requests leave your suggestions for segments that you would like to hear me tackle in future shows or if you just have any questions about what you've heard on a particular show and you guys have been doing that. And I think that is so, so dope for a couple of reasons. Like, I, I always get people reaching out to me like, Gabe, I'm struggling with lust or Gabe, I'm I'm addicted to pornography or, you know, I have unforgiveness. I'm wrestling with unforgiveness or bitterness. And I always think it's so dope when I see believers reach out to me for help or or other believers for help because I feel like like that's what we're supposed to be doing we're not meant to do this on our own like we have to be more upfront and bold about confessing our fault to each other in the body of Christ as uh, James chapter 5 verse 16 encourages us to do so it says pray for one another confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed for the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And so I, I, I confess my, my, I have accountability partners and people that I confess myself to all the time. Matt being one of them, you know, Reby versus or, or Doug Rogers being another one, you know, Jay will like I have people in my life that I can confess my thoughts to and say, hey, I'm wrestling with this particular struggle or man, I was tempted by this man. And, and I notice I have to get back on my game and and we just encourage one each other and iron sharpens iron. And listen, I think I think it's dope when we go to each other for for the sake of accountability and encouragement but i do also think we have to be conscious that you just can't go to anybody just because someone is saying that they are a christian doesn't mean that you should go spill your guts to them and say hey this is what's going on jesus tells us you will know a tree by its fruit some people aren't in the right place for you to be confessing your thoughts to them you know so you don't want to be confessing your thoughts to someone who's going to gossip about you or going to encourage your sin you know what i'm saying but nevertheless i do think it's dope whenever someone comes to me asking for help because like i said i I do that all the time with my friends and accountability partners you know i tell them the areas where i'm weak and 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 they help me overcome and, and challenge me to live a victorious christian lifestyle you know i leave encouraged like you should have friends that encourage you to get closer to God. You should have friends that encourage you to pray more. You should have friends that encourage you to get in your word and 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 meditate on scripture. You should have those type of friends. And if you don't have those friends and and you're struggling with separating yourself from from negative influences, I just um me and Doug AKA Reboot Versus, we just had the opportunity to tag team and speak to a group of young ladies at my church. Um, and, and one of the questions that came up was, how do I separate myself from negative influences? And one of the things that I shared was my personal testimony. I prayed, I had to pray. Like, because I wasn't strong enough in my faith. And so I prayed, God, separate me from negative influences in my life people who influence me to sin people who influence me to go against your will uh for my life and your purpose and in your word and 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 
give me godly friends help me not to be lukewarm or wish like this is what i prayed and so i encourage them to pray ask god for godly influences and god will do it but listen i think one of the problems most of us have is that we don't consider and and and, and now now i'm dealing with the addictions that many of us wrestle with because hey just Many of us profess to be Christians and many of us are truly Christians, but some of us do have some things that we're still wrestling with. Some of us have some addictions in our lives, whether it be to uh, a particular drug or it may be pornography or something like that. But this is what I'm learning when with with a lot of us as believers. I think one of the problems most of us have is that we don't consider that what we're entertaining today could actually be fueling the addictions of tomorrow or the addictions of later. Like there's, there's, there's so, there's so many things that we entertain, whether it be in the form of music, television shows, movies, so many things that we entertain that actually strengthens the desires of our flesh that strengthens the things that go that go against God's order and plan for our lives but we don't deny our flesh because we want what we want in the moment it's almost like hey it's okay because it's in the name of entertainment I just want to enjoy myself and so we don't deny our flesh in the name of entertainment And so a lot of times we we blame the devil for addictions and strongholds in our lives that are really the result of our lack of discipline when it comes to denying our flesh. And listen, what I'm saying is ouch. And I'm saying out, not just ouch for for you, but I'm saying ouch because that this cut me first. Like uh, you can go to the altar and cry out about about it to God about the same thing every week or every other week or every youth service or every Sunday service or whatever you at the altar for the same thing. God deliver this. Take this away from me. But a lot of times we don't realize that we our lack of discipline is giving the enemy or strongholds, addictions, license to hold us bound or keep us bound. And so a lot of times we wrestle with things because we're not willing to deny our flesh. For example, I can't go to my pastor or my my brothers or my accountability partners and say, yo, I'm dealing with pornography I'm struggling with pornography you know I'm praying and and I've heard I've said this I've been guilty of doing stuff like this and I've heard others say this you know I'm I'm struggling with pornography and I don't know how to shake it I'm praying I'm praying till I'm blue in the face I'm reading my word you know but I'm not willing to cut off that television show or that movie or my favorite really my favorite television show or I love that artist I love I love how he raps I love his music it's just a beat it's just a movie it's just a television show but in that music or in that television show they're showing breasts they're showing but they're showing private parts I'm just keeping it real they're talking about they're glorifying fornication, adultery, sex and greed, all of these things. And 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 because I'm not willing to let go of this or starve my flesh, I think because I'm praying and I'm reading my word or whatever that, hey, you know, but I'm not willing to let go of my entertainment. And so a lot of times we we struggle and we wrestle 
We wrestle with addictions and, and strongholds because we're not willing to let go of our entertainment. And, 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 and some of us are reading the word, but we're not meditating on the word. It's like it's this. Is, this is something that the Lord really challenged me with this week. It's like there there's a difference between just reading the word and meditating on the word. Some of us know scriptures by heart, but we but the scripture hasn't taken root in our heart. We don't have a full understanding. We're not meditating on God's word. We we're we pray and we're reading the word out of routine. And it's out of a routine that our heart is detached from. It's almost like a to do list. Oh, I woke up and I made my bed. Like we're not really doing it for the purpose of transformation taking place in our lives. I did. I talked about on this on a show before. I said it's not enough to just pray because there's a right way to pray and there's a wrong way to pray. There's people that pray every day and thank God for every day and they have no relationship with him. They have no no fear of him. They have no reverence for his word and his ways. And so I don't want to be the person that's just going through the routine but the routine is detached from my heart and my heart is not yielded to him. This is why in Matthew 15 and 8, Jesus says, they honor me with their mouth. They draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And so I don't want to turn my prayer time or, or me reading the word into, into rituals or traditions of men. And, and, you know, like when you're truly praying with a submitted heart, when you're truly reading the word of God with a with a submitted heart. Every every other area of your life will begin to be changed and challenged. Like you'll begin to uh, submit to the conviction of the Holy Spirit when you're like, man, I need to cut this movie off like this is what is fueling my addiction, or this is what is fueling the stronghold in my life. But listen, I have to share this with you. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four. And I've read this before, but I want to put it, put this within the context of what I'm talking about right now. It says, starting at verse four, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four, it says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So it is through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse five, this is the important part that I want to focus on. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obe obedience of Christ. See, here's the problem that many of us have and why we struggle with sin and that one sin that's always beating us up. It is because we are entertaining the things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God in our lives. We're not casting down the imaginations. How do we cast down imaginations? We're not cutting the television show off. We're not cutting the music off. We we this is this is the problem I have with the the American Christianity that many celebrity preachers and Christians just preach or teach. And what I mean by preach and teach is not just over the pulpit. You look at their Instagram page, their Facebook page and, and the things that they celebrate. One minute we're celebrating God. We're worshiping God and we're so passionate in worship. And then the next minute we're celebrating work that is antichrist. We're celebrating art that literally goes against what we believe as Christians. And so there's a climate that has been cultivated and created in the church that says that, hey, you can serve Christ 
and your flesh at the same time. And it doesn't work like that. And so we're creating a climate and a culture of Christians who, who, are so, who sing passionately about a God they do not know. We're creating a climate of Christians who want to be Christians without having to deny themselves. When Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, and I say this, I feel like I say this every show, but Jesus says it in Luke 9, 23. He says, if you're going to come after me, you have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Like Jesus never asked anyone to follow him without them having to deny themselves or sacrifice something for his sake. And so we have to make sure that we're casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and bring it into captivity and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what does that mean? What does it mean to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ? One thing as human beings, sometimes we can't control the thoughts that run through our minds. We have to, this is why, like if, if I was to play on a big screen, some of the thoughts that run through my mind throughout the day, you would look at me like, you nasty. And, and it's not because I'm intentionally trying to think about some things. It's just that we live in a fallen world and you may see something and it may take your mind somewhere. But just because we can't sometimes, sometimes, just because sometimes we can't control the initial thoughts that come to our minds does not mean that we shouldn't be filtering the thoughts, meaning get, getting rid of the thoughts that are foreign to God's will, getting rid of the idolatrous thoughts and the, the thoughts that exalt lust and, and tempts us. And so bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ is literally you saying up. Oh, Nope, that that thought, oh, that's anger that that or, or that's unforgiveness that goes against the will of God. I have to bring it into subjection to the obedience of Christ up oh, lust. I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be fleeing fornication that goes against the, the obedience of Christ. But how do I cast down imaginations if my mind or my eyes aren't being fixed on God's word and I'm not and I'm not meditating. This is why in Luke 18, it says, pray without ceasing. This is why Psalms one and one says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly and that and blessed is the man that meditates on the word day and night. Like we should be meditating on God's word because you can't cast down imaginations that are it's foreign to God's word. If you're not meditating on God's word, because the word of God is alive. The spirit is what quickens us. It is what makes us alive. The spirit is what convicts us of our sins and not just convicts us of our sins, but empowers us to deal with sin and kick it out of our lives. But we have to live disciplined lives as Christians. There's no there's no way around it. And sometimes we look for um, shortcuts and things to we a lot of times we want to be able to enjoy sin. But we don't want to have to deal with the consequences of sin. And so one of the scriptures and this is so dope, like, listen, man, <laughs> it's funny because I, I got this revelation that I'm about to share with you guys uh, from a meme. <laughs> and the reason why I'm laughing is because I'm one of the persons that's always telling other people like, yo, stop getting your information from memes. Like stop like and listen, I, I get it. Some not every not every meme has bad information. But on social media, I, I feel like just from what I see, the majority of memes that I see that's trying to kick knowledge or woke, like it, it's bad information. But 
uh, one of my sisters in the gospel, uh, Nefer Needy, if I'm saying her name right, but she's one of my Facebook friends. She shared a meme with, with one of the scriptures that I'm about to share, but I, I had never connected it to the scripture that, that I'm about to share right now. Matthew chapter six, verse 20 through two, through 24. Um, one particular morning, one of the things me and my wife often do in the morning time is my wife starts she usually wakes up before me and she starts her day off with prayer as as I do myself but she when I wake up which is usually about 10 or 15 minutes after she's she's waking up she has already been up praying and reading her word oh Proverbs 31 yes I got it glory to God <laughs> I don't know where that came from it's a joke but listen my wife is already meditating and, and reading the word. This is this is our practice. Um, but I believe it was like Tuesday of last week. My wife, Erica, shared this scripture with me and I had always heard this scripture, but I had never really gotten a real understanding of it. And I hadn't heard it in a long time. But Matthew chapter six, verse 22, and I'm going to read through 24 but the, the part that I really didn't have a clear understanding about was Matthew 22 and verse 22 and 23. It says this. Now, check this out. This is so important to this topic and, and, and what we're taught, what I'm talking about right now. In Matthew chapter six, verse 22, it says the eye, the eye is the lamp of the body. Or in other words, the eye is the light of the body. So if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So I was reading that and I was like, you know, verse 24, I, I understand that clearly. It says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God and money so God helped me understand the rep the, the 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 what what he is saying in verse 22 and 23 a little bit more clearly when I looked at it in light of Psalms 119 and 105 which is a scripture that I understand but it says your word is a lamp to my feet. There's that word lamp. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So when Matthew verse uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 22 says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. That is dealing with our eyes being fixed on the word of God. And when our eyes are fixed on the word of God, and I say this it's crazy because it goes in, in one of the one of in the um, one of the phrases I always use on this show is the goal is for us to view culture through the lens of scripture, not not scripture through the lens of culture. And so the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. So let me paint a picture for you. When you are constantly reading your word, what you are looking at with your eyes is coming into your mind and your body. We are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. The Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So as we're reading the word of God, light represents the glory of God. This is why Jesus says you are the light of the world. Um, this is why the scriptures call also call God the father of lights. Light represents his glory. And so when we are fixated on the word of God, God's glory is filling our life. It is filling our body and, and the word is going in us. And so whenever our eyes is off of the word, the, how we view the wor world is through the lens of the word. This is why in Psalms 119, 105, it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So check this out. 
you can't we can't make sense of life if we're not looking at the word because his word is a lamp to our feet and so if we're not filling ourselves with light or glory or word we cannot see how he sees we cannot overcome or we don't even know how to make sense of our addictions and our struggles we don't know we don't have hope because our sight because we're because we're because when we're not looking at the word of god we're only looking at things that are dark we're only taking in darkness and so now how we interpret our addictions and our struggles and our sin is through the lens of darkness and now we become blind because we don't know what we ought to do and there is no hope and so I'm going to read this again. It says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, being healthy because you're, you're fixated on the word, your whole body will be full of light. You will be, um, as the Bible says, you will be the light of the world. You will be a living epistle read of men. And when they read you, they will see the glory of God in your life. Verse 23, but if your eye is bad, how is our eyes bad? Our eyes are made bad when we are only beholding sin, when we're only beholding godly godlessness and lawlessness. Our eyes become our, our lives become dark. It says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? And so this is where verse 24 brings it all together. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And so here's the problem and the challenge that many of us are facing. Many of us are striving to serve God. But we hate God's word. And what do I mean? Some of y'all like, man, I don't hate God's word. I don't mind reading the Bible. Now, when I say you hate God's word, you're, you, you don't have, we don't have the discipline. We don't have a desire to read God's word on a regular. When we wake up in the morning, instead of reading the first thing we do being prayer and reading the word, the first thing we're doing is we're on Facebook or Instagram or we're cutting on ESPN or we're cutting on the news and or right before we go to bed we we're on our phone for hours we're looking at pictures that we shouldn't be looking at we're visiting sites we shouldn't be visiting right before we go to bed and then when it's time to pray and read our word we can't even get past two scriptures before we're dozing off See, our flesh is in control. It's funny how our flesh is at attention whenever it is doing what it wants to do. But when it's time to give God time, oh, now I'm sleepy. Oh, now it's time to go to bed. I, you know, I'll, 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 I'll read tomorrow when I have more energy. But we were just scrolling for three hours straight. We were just on social media for three hours straight. We just watched uh, two Netflix movies and two shows. Like we, we have time for everything else but God. And so we can say with our mouths that we don't hate his word, but our actions are saying otherwise. Because my Bible, your Bible says that faith without works is dead. So I can't say I love God's word if I have no interest in it. And so, listen, a lot of the things, and I'm going to leave you with this before we go to a music break. A lot of the things we struggle with wouldn't even be a struggle if we were more disciplined in our walk and doing the basic Christian things like the basics for a Christian lifestyle should be prayer, should be reading the word consistently consistently finding out God's plan and purpose for our lives 
So let's hop into the featured song for this episode by my brother J. Will Music. The song is Real Ones Left featuring Read B Versus, M3, and myself on the last verse is from his album God Knows My Art. Let's hop into Real Ones Left. It's looking like the real ones left, but it's still a few real ones left. I can't do it by myself. Lord, please, won't you send me some help? It's looking like the real ones left, but it's still a few real ones left. Can't do it by myself. Lord, please, won't you send me some? Send me, send me, send me some. This is real rap. Get a real taste of that organic, all natural food for thought. Grab a plate, it ain't nothing about it that should feel fake. Real, recognize, real, you should recognize this concept. They want us to hide this concept, but we don't co-sign with nonsense. The main thing about the mainstreams that the mainstream's not the main thing. Same car. Same street, same speed, same lane. That's how the world is these days. Nobody go to church these days. Well, that's a lot. Many people go to church. I correct myself in my own verse just to prove that I'm extra real. Am I extra terrestrial? Do I sound like I got a deal? Am I good enough to be compared? Tell me why should I even care? I'ma let y'all all be the same. Tell them I said I'll be the same. I keep rapping in Jesus' name. Looking like the real ones left. But it's still a few real ones left I can't do it by myself Lord, please, won't you send me some help It's looking like the real oh, yeah. ones left oh, yeah. But it's still a few real ones left Still some real ones left, man I can't do it by myself Can't do it by myself, man Lord, please, won't you send me some help Send me some help I am a poor, hotter than the bride and the lion just fall. Sighing is hot and her ass from the cause. The spots in the cross, her pride is colliding with God. The lion, the Lord, she doesn't delight in the light anymore. Christ is not mighty no more. We think we are brighter than God. Enlightenment gives us the light to fall away. Hold up, being pragmatic is the law of the land. Hey, you know what? I think that some land should be drawn in the sand. Hey, you know us? We are the ones that they warn you about. Hey. But so what? Cause we understand what that song is about. I'm warning you now. We bringing this water to your house. Our voices is loud and we're gonna shout and we're gonna circle around and teach our coast while it's tumbling down. Yeah. yeah. And we're not just rapping and getting popularity. Truth is a scarcity. That is a scary thing. We are a rarity. That's just a clarity. Yeah. like the real ones yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still a few real yeah. ones left. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it by myself. Please, won't you send me some help? It's looking like the real ones left. Yeah. But it's still a few real ones left. Them threes. I can't do it by myself. Nah. Lord, please, won't you send me some Conversation's just different when you surrounded by real. Like the real ones left, but it's still a few real ones. 
ones left Like the spirit told Elijah I can't do it by There's myself in that heaven round Lord, bear. please, won't you see me? Yeah, see me, yeah, when you preach on the mic, he's a beast. Though doctrine is weak, Christ takes a back seat. A kind and a thief, we call prophet and priest. Screaming favor release, but church like green leaf. They're looking for the remnant on the TV. Yeah, but they're not in the spotlight trying to be celebrities. No, cause the remnant will always be televised. It's not on the television telling lies. Chasing money, leaving gospel compromise. But we're in the trenches teaching, preaching Christ. Feel like Elijah running from Jezebel. After he defeated prophets of Baal. Like, is there anybody who hasn't failed? It's like I'm on an island by myself. Many people say they love him with their lips. But with their actions, hearts says the opposite. And slept Jesus on the God that's custom fit. Custom made lines, great, I'll repent. But we won't bow to the gods of this world. No. We just want Jesus to shine like diamonds and pearls. Yeah. yeah. It's looking like the real ones left. But it's still a few real ones left. I can't do it by myself. Lord, please, won't you send me some help? It's looking like the real ones left. But it's still a few real ones left. I can't do it by myself Lord, please, won't you send me some Send me, send me, send me some So again, that was J-Will Music's Real Ones Left Featuring Reed B. Versus M3 and yours truly But listen, I've been asking myself a question this week And I want to share the question with you But I want you to ask yourself this question And the question that I've been asking myself is, is what I'm asking God for more important to me than him? I'll ask you, is what you're asking God for more important to you than him? And 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 this thought really began to really cause me to check my motives on the things that I'm believing God for, on the things that I'm praying for. Because one thing I've learned is a lot of times we ask God for things we're not willing to surrender to him. We have dreams and desires and things that we want to see come to pass in our lives. And we're asking God for those things, but those things aren't about him, they're about us. Like I just like I used to one of the things that I used to pray um, when I first started rapping was, God, I want to be the most talented rapper in the world. Like I want to I want to be famous. And I used to say, hey, I want I want this for your glory. Like, but really, I just wanted to be dope. I just wanted people to see how dope I was like I could I, I didn't have any justification for why I wanted to be the greatest rapper in the world other than people recognizing how dope my bars were. Oh yeah. And, and I'm talking about Jesus. It was like God was a side, was a side note. (laughs) But a lot of times I've learned that we ask God for things that we really have no intention of ever surrendering to him. You know, there's times where we ask for uh, provision and promotions when it comes to our gifts, like God put me on the big stage. Like I want to, I want to get to the BET awards one day, or I want to get to, I want to get a Grammy one day, or I want to get an Oscar one day. And we're asking God for something, but it's more about that thing than it is him. Because a lot of times we're willing to do anything to get that thing that we're asking for. We'll we'll even go as far as doing things that dishonor him to get that success in, in what we're praying for. And so, for example, I'll use an example like this. I, you know, I'll just use it because I'm a rapper. You can apply this to anything that you're doing, though. You know, if I'm a rapper and I'm like, man, I want to get a Grammy one day. God, help me to get a Grammy. Like, I'm, I'm putting in work. And... I approached this record label and they're like, hey, you know, you can't you can't be talking all that Jesus stuff. You, I don't want to hear the gospel. You you know, 
if you want us to sign you or, or, or fund you or invest in you, you have to get rid of all that gospel stuff. Oh, yeah. OK. And, and we and I begin to twist my content. And my content is no longer glorifying Christ. I'm just rapping about what everybody else is rapping about. Or I'm talking about things from a worldly standpoint and no longer from a biblical or God honoring standpoint for the sake of gaining that fame and success. And that's just an example. That's not something that I've actually done. But a lot of times we ask God for things like a new house, new car. God, help me to get this new job. Help me to get a promotion. Help me to get this new business off the ground. God, I want kids. God, I want to be married. And we ask God for things that we have no intention of giving back to him. And so I begin to ask myself, am I honoring God with what I have right now? And so, man, I just really begin to check, like God, search my heart, check my motives. Because as I begin to look at my life, you know, I'm, I'm 34 years old now. And I started rapping back in like 1998, 99. And I remember when I first, I've always done Christian rap. I remember when I first got started doing Christian rap, I would, I would always pray for opportunities. Like I used to want to be signed by like cross movement records. I, I wanted a record deal. I wanted to be able to tour and travel around the world. And those things never happened. I, I, me and Matt were in situations where that could have happened, but it something happened where it just didn't work out. And now that I'm older, I actually thank God that he didn't give me what I was asking for because I wasn't mature enough to handle it. Like if I would have got what I was asking him for, I would have forgot about him or I would have went. I, I probably wouldn't be where I am am today with the and I, and I know this may sound extreme, but I may not have a, the, my wife and beautiful kids because, you know, no telling what would have happened. The road is a beast like, you know, I you know, just growing up in Detroit and growing up around industry people here in Detroit, you know, a lot of people don't hear about what happens behind the scenes. Some of our biggest Christian artists, man, they, their lives are jacked up behind the scenes. They're, they've went through divorces. They Adultery has taken place behind the scenes because they're always on the road. They're not submitted to a church home and things of that nature. And so I just begin to thank God for what he didn't give me, what he didn't give me. Like, thank you, Lord. And so sometimes we ask God for things that we're not ready for. And a lot of times we know we're not ready for it because we're asking him for things that we're not willing to give back to him. And a lot of times we know we're not willing to give it back to God because we're not even in the mindset of, hey, when I get this, how can I glorify God with it? And so I'm reminded of James chapter four verse three that says you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions, not on God's passions, not on God's desires, but you ask that you may consume it and spend it on your passions. In other words, you're asking God for something, but you want to do what you want to do with it. You want your will be to be done, not God's. And so I begin to think about Matthew chapter six, verse 33, which is a scripture that we we quote all the time that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be added. Now, the context of that that particular uh, verse is God, Jesus right before that verse. He's saying, man, don't take no take no thought for your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about. Uh, your clothing and, and 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 things of that nature. For if I clothe the lilies of the field, how much more important are you? And then he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. But what I'm learning is a lot of times we think seeking first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness is just giving God credit for whatever it is, 
even if it does not glorify God, even if it's not submitted to God, we think seeking God, um, we think seeking first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness is singing in the choir on Sunday and, and paying our tithes. We don't equate that to developing a prayer life one-on-one -on -one with God or developing reading our word consistently just one-on-one -on -one time with God cultivating our relationship with God and so I'm learning my, my prayer I, I, I don't ask for things as much as I used to as I used to I ask God to make to change my heart and make sure my heart is in the right place that's usually my prayer a lot of times because I don't trust Gabe. And that's something I tell you guys all the time. But I'm going to leave you with this last scripture. Psalms 37 and 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The most important part of that scripture is for us to delight ourselves in him and he'll give us the desires of our heart. That, that word delight means to take pleasure in what he takes pleasure in. And I've learned to not just thank God for what he has given me, but to thank God for what he did not allow. And see that I've learned that the more I, God changes me to, to be grateful and, and to pursue his will, the more I'm not just thanking him for material things and those and, and material blessings and and, and, and and things of that nature. But I'm grateful like God, thank you for what didn't happen. Thank you for the relationships that you didn't let prosper. I don't even know if I would have met my wife if God would have allowed certain things to happen. I don't know if I would have these beautiful boys or I don't know where I would be if God would have given me some of the things that I was asking for. And so we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. You've been tuned in to the Path of Revelation show. And this is where the culture meets scripture. you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.